Welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex Russell, and I am your host. I'll be your host. Whatever I say. Oh, it's Facebook Live. <laughs> Facebook Live is messing me up. I heard I heard an echo. And I, uh, I, think I that, know, dude. I think that was on yours, not mine. Um, yeah, so it's uh, Wednesday, so Shotgun Riding is uh, Jason again. How you doing, buddy? Hell yeah, what's up, man? I'm good. How are you? You know, you know it's, it's Wednesday, so... We're doing Facebook Live, so this should be kind of fun. Yeah, I'm excited for this one, man. Let's see how this goes. Um, all right, the Detail Solutions Podcast.com. Uh, that's the website. You guys and gals can go and find everything you want on the podcast, links to the show, uh, where you can listen to it, links to the social media, the Instagram, the Facebook. I've yet to put the TikTok on there because we've only got the two videos, but they're funny either way. Um, the merch store where you can go and buy t-shirts, hoodies, hats, whatever. Everybody's been complimenting on that hat. So uh, go to the merch store and pick one up. And then the preferred, the preferred vendor page uh, where all our sponsors are that links to their websites along with the special codes that they have given us um, for you guys to use. Um so tonight should be a pretty fun one. We've got um, Eric Golubuk. Golubuk. Golubuk, man. Yeah. Golubuk. Uh, Golubuk. Yeah, there we go. Um, from, Blue, um, from Blueprint Restoration. Um, he's going to come on and, and talk to us about dry ice. Um, I've had a couple of conversations with Eric now um, about dry ice. Um, it's... Uh, pretty interesting stuff i know a lot of people in the in the industry are starting to get a little bit more into it so eric how you doing buddy fantastic yeah, yeah. um so for everybody who's listening and and for the ones that are you know watching on uh facebook live um give us a little background like how'd you get into detailing and then how did you jump into dry icing and all that fun stuff all right. Uh, I've been detailing about 21 years. I'm 41. Uh, actually started in college. Um, I worked for a Jeep and Chrysler dealership back in Ohio, where I'm originally from, uh, <clears throat> Youngstown area, and uh, started doing new and used cars, then jumped in the body shop, needed help. Um, and I was thrown right into it. I remember getting handed uh, my Makita uh, for the first time and to, to buff a car straight out of a booth. And you could say, uh, you know, that didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, yeah, we didn't have 20 years ago all these classes. Oh, I know, right? You learned the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember when I first worked at the car wash, my manager, took a rotary on on my buddy's uh fox body mustang and it was the the rear quarter um panel like in between the um uh the rear quarter window and the back glass and he's like here's the first thing you want to don't want to do and he like you know cranked it up to six and and full on and just laid it right on the 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 rubber trim that went around the quarter glass and just burned the trim down it goes that's what you don't want to do and my buddy's like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
that's one thing but straight out of the booth it's it's wet yeah still, and uh that's a whole nother different buffing right there and, oh yeah uh, but I learned everything in the body shop. I learned how to tear down, put back together, prep, prep for paint, wet sand, buff. You know, back in when you only had <laughs> a couple options. Yeah. 3M um, compound polish, wool pad, black pad. <laughs> um, learned the very hard way and got told many interesting names. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but that's how you learn yeah yeah uh, but that's how you learn um <clears throat> many years of doing that different collision shops and then did it on the side for quite a while um graduated college moved here worked for family events uh that host the floral jamboree and Hot Rod Power Tour and stuff like that. Still did it on side. Did trucking. Did it on side for for quite a while. Um, then see uh, <clears throat> worked for Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum. Oh, um, nice. took, took care of those cars. Um, you know, uh, most expensive car I've ever laid hands on is seventy million dollar uh mercedes w196 one of two in the world Ooh. got to get in it too that's race cars so there's center seater no doors yeah yeah so i'm six five two forty five so well it's too horny in there <laughs> well actually it you actually that one i actually sit down in it oh okay so, it's getting back out. Yeah. So yeah. it's fiberglass and it's a $70 million car. Don't want to really want to crack it. Right. Uh, so I actually had to get helped out. Um, <laughs> um, the Ferrari uh, 250 LM got the buff on that. There's 30, 40 million right there. Wow. The last Ferrari, the one Le Mans 24. Um, so, but anyway, uh, got uh, that's my height of it. Um, then working for a dealership downtown, got introduced to the dry ice um, because of his connection, his friend. Um, and then that guy never did anything with it at, at the time. So I went out on my own. I quit there uh, detailing and dry ice and um, just rented the machine. And uh, they basically told you, figured out so <laughs> um so i did and uh and here we are a year later <laughs> oh nice so that's that's only been like a year since you've been in the dry yeah okay cool and and i know we um dean called beforehand and was asking about um you know how long has dry ice kind of been around i think you said since the 80s it's, it's... well actually the the navy specify a little bit the navy actually exper experimented with dry ice in 1945 and then but the technology came around in 86 oh, okay we gotta ask our resident navy man ted ripley about this <laughs> yeah because he's sure. about that age that he should know what was like in the forest yeah. right yeah but, he, okay. but he's also probably already asleep for the night so we have so, to yeah i'll ask him tomorrow you know yeah <laughs> 
So yeah, the cold jet is the one and how that kind of the need came about is for manufacturing industrial settings. So if it takes Joe Smith, you know, eight hours to shut down the machinery and clean it, you know, using degreasers and brushes and stuff like that. That's where this came in, where you don't have to shut the machine down. You don't have to take stuff apart. It's environmentally friendly because it's dry ice. Right. And uh, what, what the dry ice does, it goes from a solid to a gas and it hits the substrate and expands 800 times up to 800 times. Uh, just uh, when it hits and then freezes it and then pushes the debris out from underneath and creates like a soot. Oh, okay. Yeah. So do you have to like have a, a training course or a training class if you want to use this, the dry ice stuff? Um, I can train people because now I have a, a <laughs> right. experience, but um, they're it. As, as far as I know, I would be about the only one because when I, I got mine, they just said, uh, I asked multiple questions from the place downtown and he couldn't really answer it and basically told me to figure it out. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it's a $27,000 machine and, well, hope I don't break it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, go find a YouTube video. You'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, well, there's two different there's two different machines. Um, the one I have is a PCS sixty, which which the sixty means a sixty pound hopper, where the pellets go. Okay. I there's three forms of it. There's three millimeter pellets which I use there's the dry ice blocks uh, and then there's a 16 millimeter um, pellets um, the machine I have has a crusher in it so then goes in and I can make adjustments on the screen there's the flow there's the pellet size and the pressure I go in and I could turn the flow down the pellet size from three millimeter down to 0.3 then turn the flow and turn the pressure all the way down. I believe it's 20. You don't want to go too, too low because then you don't have the flow. Right. So then it freeze. And so I can take ink off a business card without going through the business card. Wow. I can be, be that, that gentle. I have video of me taking ink off a label without yeah. going through the label. That's pretty cool. So I would say one of the benefits of, of doing dry ice is speed. Well, yes, but they all don't have a crusher. Like my other one that I that is for sale is a 33 pound hopper and it uses full size pellet. Um, and what the thing about the, the dry ice machines is the difference, you know, like I can use a one inch hose on the PCS 60, which the other one uses a three eighths. I can use a three eighths on the, the PCS 60 still, but it uses, but the PCS 60 can handle 375 CFL. Okay. It needs a, I can, I could hook it up to a diesel compressor and run um, that when you're running, you know, 95, hundred PSI on the machine, you need a whole lot of volume of air. 
running in it, especially in inch line. So then the more volume of air, the more ice you're going to use. So I got a smaller gun, I got a bigger gun. So then it's a wider spray. So something like I did a 71 Mach 1 on a rotisserie. So he wanted the underneath done. Right. The engine bay and the trunk. So the goal wasn't to strip all the paint off, but the flaking paint, the sound deadener, um, and to clean every single structural hole because he's doing a concourse restoration. Oh, wow. Because you don't want to get sand in the hole, then you're not going to get back out. And then sand creates pitting, and sand also creates heat. Right, right. Hey, we got a we got a caller. Let's. Uh, I think it's Dean again. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> hey, you're on the podcast live. Hey, it's uh, Andrew Saint here from Canada. How oh, it's An- it's Andrew, the other Canadian. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I saw Dean's post. I either want to see Bruno on the podcast from Dancing on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got uh, Eric on from uh, Blueprint Restoration talking about dry ice. Um, you got any dry ice questions for Eric? Yeah. So my question is, when, like, when would I use dry ice? Like, when, when would I incorporate it into detailing? What I use it for, <laughs> you can use it for any aspects. Of, of detailing. You can do the motor. Uh, you can do what I've been doing is like today, I just finished up two Land Cruisers at Ed Martin Toyota up in Noblesville. Um, it's, it's a very popular thing. Um, I've seen one, two ends of the spectrum. One, people who are putting more, more money into their vehicles that are paid off because let's say so-and-so has a SUV, it's paid off. Instead of going out and buying a $80,000, $90,000 SUV, they're putting money into it. So cleaning it, and then I use a rust and a uh, anti-rust barrier underneath. I could do, if somebody wants the wheels off, I could do the suspension. I could do the motor. I've even done interior detailing with dry ice. Like, um, yeah, again, an SUV, you push the seat forward. Somebody has kids, and they got food and stuff in, in the sliders. You can use the dry ice in there. You can turn it all the way down and use it on the vents. But um, mainly undercarriages of what I've been doing with it. Okay. I mean, because that was like my question. Is it, is it like pretty much the same principle as using like steam? It's just different temperatures and it makes either the particles either disintegrate or that was my main question is like, when would we use it? It looks cool and like, it looks really cool. It's a new thing. Why does it know where like I could incorporate it or like would it replace steam or is it a separate thing? Separate thing. What the, um, I don't know if you caught it or not, but the, uh, the dry ice goes from a solid to a gas. So, and it hits the, hits the surface and expands. So, and it freezes it and pushes the debris out. Some, um, I've seen a video where a guy, when it comes to boats, he knocks barnacles off the bottom of boats. That's interesting. Um, you can use it, knock concrete off concrete trucks. Um, you can use it um, tar. Um, you can use it for road paint. And then use it differently. Like if you got road paint that's splashed up on somebody's vehicle, 
you want to turn it down, you want to turn the pellet size down to 0.3 because you don't want a bigger pellet. And then you do a circular motion because you don't want to do it straight on. You do it from the side and then it will kick it off. Instead of using the traditional paint thinners and rags and smearing and make a mess, it'll take it right off. That's I see. Cool. So, and what does like an entry level, like if I were to get one for my shop, like just roughly, what type of investment would it require? Um, you like the one I have for sale, I got a 30 pound hopper for sale. Brands making new that's, I got that at 19 grand. And then, but the most important piece is the compressor. When you look at the dry ice machines, they'll say in bars and each bar is about 17 horsepower. So you need around like a screw compressor that you'd get at like a large dealership or large body shop. That's around 30 horsepower. It's not the size area, the, the tank, but it's, it's the hose that you run. You got a three inch or an inch line. You have to play around with the, the adjustments because you have to think like, you know, um, like my PCS 60 versus the smaller one, you want a large be able to handle because it's like sucking through a straw if you don't have the right size hose. Yeah. It's the volume of air running through. So, you know, you got to look at your attachments. So you got two attachments coming through, but you got a smaller one in between and it's going, it's, it's going to struggle. Um, another thing, so it, the compressor, um, like the PCS 60, again, needs at least a screw compressor, which you're talking eight to 10,000. Uh, you can also rent from Sunbelts or a McAllister's uh, and like a large job. Um, and what I do is I have, if I go mobile and I need something like that 71 Mach 1, I have him rent it. And it's about four hundred dollars for the day. It's hmm. not bad. Okay, that's a good point too. Yeah. Okay, because I really haven't looked too much into dry ice. I just saw a bunch of people talking about it. I really don't know much about it, but you've given me a lot of things to think about. It is. It does sound like, uh, like I was telling Alex at the beginning. It, it does sound like a lot, but the the endless. You don't have to do just detailing. You can do restoration with it. People are doing high-end, you know, six-figure muscle car, you know, restoration or something, and they pull the body off and do the frame. You do the motor, the transmission. Um, you can again use it on bo boats. Um, people use it in the manufacturing industry, industrial industry, um, fire and restoration, pharmaceutical. Uh, food processing, you can easily make your money back. You get an insurance job oh, or yeah. fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you go into a house, a large, a very large house, and the bones of the house are still good, but, you know, it's, there's soot everywhere and insurance job and you'll make 10, 20 grand and pay for that machine and almost and one job. Okay, that's a good idea too. Perfect. That's all I got. <laughs> Perfect. L listen, Andrew, we appreciate you giving appreciate us out. Um, no problem. And uh, you have a good day, buddy.
You too. Have a good one, guys. All right, man. Bye, Bye buddy. Um, let's jump into the first commercial for the night while we got a break here. What's happening, Detail Solutions Podcast? Ian here from Autofiber. I've got a special discount for our Towel of the Month Club. T-O-T-M 25 will get you 25% off of the Towel of the Month Club. And in the Towel of the Month Club, pretty much you sign up, pay for a year, and every month we're going to send you a different sample of a different type of towel or applicator. So it's a good way to get different samples and try different types of our products. So use TOTM25 at checkout for 25% off. All right. Um, Take advantage of that discount. Yeah. It's a good uh, program. The towel of the month's a good deal. Um, Michael Hine, if you're listening, call back. He called right during the commercial and I was trying to trying to answer and tell him that I was that we were in the middle <laughs> of the commercial, but he wasn't he didn't talk to me. So Anyway, Michael Hine, call back. Um, so one of the things that, you know, I think like you kind of just said um, and that answering that question with Andrew is a lot of people don't understand that the air compressor makes a big deal, right? Like you're, like you were saying, like you can't just run down the Harbor Freight or, you know, grab a, grab a, <laughs> a, a, home a little pancake compressor. Yeah. Yeah. And run these things. Um you know, this is, this is legit style, you know, air compressors or whatever. Uh, here's my comeback. We'll, we'll answer that question in a minute. Michael Hine, you're live on the podcast. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, buddy. Hi, Jason. So Hello. <clears throat> Alex, as you know, I've been on this from day one. I, know. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, uh, I told you about it a year ago. If I was a young guy, I'd jump into this hole full throttle um so my question for the guest is what do we do with residue management um if i go into a so if i let let so i live in the northeast if if i've got to clean carpets in a car on the interior what am i doing with the residue that i use that, that happens after the dry ice application. Am I vacuuming it up? What am I doing with that residue? I mean, I wouldn't use it on carpet, um, but like the undercarriages that I do, it what it does is it, it creates a soot. So first and foremost, like if you're doing an undercarriage or something and it is dirty, it makes a mess <laughs> because you know you're running you might be running 75 psi and you're underneath and you're blowing you know at different angles so if you're doing it inside you definitely want an area you can do this because like these two land cruisers i've done for the past two days i'm not allowed to do it in the service department um because well i make a mess just a serious <laughs> mess that pisses a lot of people off um, I have to do it outside. The general manager lets me do that outside, um, out back. Plus, I'm painting, so I can't do that either. But, um, but yeah, it just do it somewhere you can you can make a mess. 
All right, so if I'm in a shop, I basically need a bay um, in my shop that's that's sealed off, committed solely only to the to to what I to to dry ice cleaning. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would have some ventilation in there too. Though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing too to keep in mind with it is. Um, if your is your shop like air conditioned, like if it's if it, if it was hot outside, would you do you have air conditioning? I would be a little concerned if I had a if I had a PTAC um, AC unit in my shop because what I would be concerned with is again the residue management. I don't want that. I don't want my I don't want my air exchange going through my AC unit. Um, so I would be a little concerned with that. Well, the reason why I ask is obviously not this time of year, but during the summer times and it's warm, hot, and humid, it is ice. The ice you can go and get from like air gas um, and get it how much you want so you can get it comes in a thermal container on wheels and they put a plastic bag in that so you go i tell them i want 250 pounds of three millimeter pellets it does that however mind you it is ice this isn't sand or anything so it does it is minus 109 degrees first and foremost uh wear gloves because it will burn you um you know, another thing too, it is CO2, so it sucks the oxygen out of the air. So you tuck your head in it. Um, you, you you can't breathe. Um, but another thing too, back to the heat. If it does, you you if you get it and it's hot and humid, use it. Don't let it sit because if you let it sit, the for a couple of days, even though it's in there, it's in the thermal container and it's closed you will notice a difference from the density of it because it will spit water. You can tell a difference when it hits, like if I'm doing an undercarriage, fresh ice versus a couple days. If it's hot, you want to get it, you want to use it, don't let it sit. But like a day like this where it's, you know, 45 degrees in the morning, it could go all week. But just keep in mind it is ice and that's pellets. But if you got a machine that does blocks and it sat in there and you used some of it and in the block changes shape and then you go to put it in the micro clean, it pushes it forward and then shaves it from the front. And if the block isn't, you know, started to melt, then it doesn't shave it right. So there's a lot that goes into it. Right. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Understood. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. No problem. We appreciate it, Mike. You have a good night, buddy. All right. Um, so yeah, I mean, kind of back to the to the air compressor um deal. Like, yeah, you're definitely not just running out and grabbing something off the shelf. This is like you said, the most of the air compressors are seven to ten thousand dollars to be able to run something like this. Even even the really small ones, the smallest dry ice machine I've seen is an eight pound hopper. 
Okay. And you can, I mean, however, keep in mind, it doesn't have a crusher, so it's going to use full pellet. So like a hobby, like if you had the antiques collectibles type of thing, that would be for something like that because you're going to put it in and then turn it on full speed and you're going to have to keep putting ice in it. So, right. Um, and, and that gives, I mean, you're not going to do a, a full car with an eight pound hopper. So if you're going to get into it, going to do it, you know, and, and get yourself a compressor, do, right. over, do overkill. So just in case you need it, because the machine will, will struggle. Gotcha. Um, and Jason Cavallo is um, asking, you lose about five pounds a day when it sits. He's asking, is that correct? Depends on the situation. Oh, how hot it is. Oh, hot. Yeah. Your shop is, doesn't have any AC and it's 95 degrees out and 100 humidity. Where it's sitting, um, probably. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. Um, it's, it's just the density. Like, again, it's a, you notice a difference when you're using that. Right. It doesn't it will start spitting. Right. And, and I want to kind of touch back on, you know, kind of what I think Mike was trying to ask is, you know, and I think maybe it's a different, a different thing with like the interior stuff, because we do see, you know, as detailers, and I'm sure you see it too. Um, you know, you see a lot of the, the guys and the gals detailing that will use, I guess, like maybe some of the smaller dry ice machines, um, for like interiors, because, you know, then they, you can clean Alcantara with it without it damaging, you know, you can clean the carpets or clean the mats or things like that. So, I mean, is there a, a, di a bigger difference for, you know, a machine like what you're doing? And I mean, I'm guessing there is obviously, but, but versus like those smaller machines, is it, you know, like what's the comparison, I guess, really, you know, for somebody who would, you know, is one better than the other for certain circumstances? Absolutely. Because the smaller one is cheaper. Like the eight pound one is like nine grand, which is still a lot of money, but yeah. cheaper, but yeah. less expensive. However, the reason why it's less expensive, it doesn't have a crusher. Gotcha. So if you're using that, if you would try to do something like that on like a dash or something, you're using full-size pellet. Okay. Okay. The PCS 60, I can turn the pellet all the way down to 0.3. So then I'm not using a full pellet at that pressure. So then it makes a huge difference because when it's hitting the surface, because it's, uh, it, you know, it, it hits it and, Right. Yeah. And, and that was kind of one of the things, uh, um, you know, when I was at a, at a training event, there was gentlemen there who had one of those smaller style machines. I don't, I don't even remember the name of it or whatever. And, and they were doing some demos. Um, and I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I don't know if it's just because it was a smaller machine or what, but I wasn't like overly impressed with it. I mean, it, like they were cleaning the engine bay and, and I mean, it did an okay job, but I didn't think it was like, you know, it, it's not the, again, it goes back to your fittings right. in your hose. Okay. The amount of, if, if it's does not have the adequate size airline and, and you've got 
it goes into the fitting and it goes into a smaller fitting. It's not getting the volume of air. So yeah, it's not. Well, I, I know it. I, the, the air wasn't a big deal. I mean, we were at like a, a big well-known, um, uh, body shop restoration, you know, custom car build place. I mean, the, the air compressor definitely wasn't the thing. I know the machine was really small and, and, and I don't know how it compares to, to the one, even your small machine. Cause I think this machine was like four grand five grand or something like that um you know i mean it was like the size of an extractor you know kind of you know deal um so again i don't know if that you know is any difference but i know what i did notice is kind of like what you were saying that the pellets were bigger when it came out of the gun like you could actually see chunks of ice that was you know and then it would hit the surface and then just kind of like shatter and and blow out so you know i didn't know if that's you know, if one's just a superiority machine, you know, same as, you know, using, you know, going to McDonald's or going to Ruth Chris or something like that, you know? <laughs> well, no, like it, it makes a huge difference because if I'm underneath the car and I'm deep doing an undercarriage and it's, there's more to clean underneath. Yeah. And it's like thicker, you want to turn the pellet up. Right. Because then it, it knocks more off versus it all the way down to 0. 0.3. Okay. So in so when it comes to interior, you you don't want the, that because you can damage. Right, so, right. Yeah. So so in an interiors, you want to be down by like a 0. 0.3 yeah. or whatever. But again, the smaller, cheaper machine won't do it. Gotcha. So gotcha. Uh, and, it, and is it really like that much safer, you know, on for cleaning interiors than, than just kind of using a, a leather and vinyl cleaner to scrub a door? Oh, that, or whatever? That, you want to use a leather and vinyl cleaner. I was just saying for yeah, like, okay. like, yeah, definitely not for the leather and, and, and stuff like that. Just for the, you know, again, you have a, so-and-so has a SUV and third row seating and we got food. Right, and, right rails um vents you can turn it all the way down turn the pressure down get in those little areas the other stuff clean it the way you would normally clean it gotcha gotcha um let's do another commercial guys and then we'll come come back to this topic i got one more question viper chairs are made in the u.s using only the highest quality materials to ensure it can withstand whatever you put it against industrial grade foam padding that keeps you comfortable all day and non-marking four-inch industrial-grade polyurethane casters that can roll over anything that's in your shop. You know, unlike those cheaper quality chairs that most of us use, that as soon as you hit a rock or a pebble or an extension cord, you go flying off your chair. So go to viperindustrial.com and use the code DSP25 and save today. Um, all right, and then kind of going back to the interiors, um, you know, I guess kind of like what Mike, Mike was talking about and maybe like where you're at, you know, I mean, we don't deal with it because we're down here in Florida, but like the salt and everything from the snow, um, you know, is it, is it good or safe or easier to use, um, you know, like dry ice to clean mats to get the salt in there or the carpets or something like that versus using hot water extractor methods? I would use the extractor. I mean, I really wouldn't focus at all whatsoever on the interior. Okay. No. Engine, undercarriages, you know, I can do an undercarriage and charge 
1500 to two grand. Oh, wow. Uh, that's like I did uh, two land cruisers a day and a half. I made $3,200, two, 200 carriages. How long did it take you to do it? Day and a half. Full, full eight hour days or, or are you lazy like me and do six hour days? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, that's cleaning and painting. Oh, okay. That that's both. That is full undercarriage cleaning and full um, like dupa color rust barrier clear coated the whole. Night. That's not bad. No, I just I the reason I was I you know was trying to ask about the interiors is because you know again you know that's that's what you see a lot of you know on on Facebook and, and Instagram or whatever you see a lot of a lot of people using the dry ice machines on the interiors as like. A quicker, faster, easier way to clean interiors. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's that little aspects that you can use it on, but if you're going to spend this type of money, I I would suggest. Yeah, you know, don't don't do three hundred dollar jobs with it. You need to do fifteen hundred dollar <laughs> plus jobs with it. <laughs> yeah, if you need it real quick for oh shit, a little something, but if yeah. you're going to invest, you know, thirty forty thousand dollars. Look, I'll tell you what, man. If this if this was affordable. So a lot of details that should be everywhere. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing. And that's why I wanted to have Eric on is because, you know, I mean, like I look at it for me, like there's there's no I mean, and not that there's no way, I guess, because Eric's kind of given given us some examples of like outside the box thinking. Right. Um, like with the house stuff and, the you know, if you if you're a Marine uh, assassin or whatever, you know, this is a, a perfect way to, to clean uh, the, the boats and whatnot. Um, but like, ultimately, I would think like, you know, for the cars that I deal with, which are, you know, typically, you know, year ish or newer, you know, I, th to me, there's not a need for it. Um, so I mean, like, that's my mentality. It's, it's just, it, it just do the undercarriages. I mean, one group that I've got into, um, the very first one I did was a land cruiser. Right. The Land Cruiser community would be, um, they, uh, you know, they love their Land Cruisers. And so they will spend the money. I've done many of them. Yeah. Um, people want to spend the money to clean them, to, to uh, anti-rust, especially where I'm at. And again, I, I had a woman with a 91 Jeep Wrangler. And, uh, you know, I told her $1,800, she said, nobody would touch your Jeep and uh, two years and I got done in two days. Um, but wasn't anything fancy um, by right. no means, very, very basic bone, but that was her toy and she yeah. wanted, wanted to preserve it. So um, you just, uh, you can make your money back. Uh, you do it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think definitely like down here, I mean, I could see definitely the Jeep community down here is big um the side by sides you know would yeah. probably be another another thing you could hit up because i mean side by sides are going out you know in the muds and the trails and all that stuff so that's probably another one and then the other thing that i kind of like that you're saying about it is um you know package it with some kind of undercarriage protection or something like that you know versus just you know we're doing you know dry ice blasting or whatever you know it's it's that's where um, again, I think a lot of detailers probably don't understand. And I think that's a cool thing that you're, you know, kind of pointing out is it's not, 
not that you're just dry ice blasting it, but you're dry ice blasting it. And then you're doing some kind of, you know, either undercarriage sealant or, you know, repainting or something like that. So it's definitely a, you know, a side market or hustle or, you know, again, outside the box thinking. Yeah, um, he just, hey, Tommy, how you doing, buddy? I didn't, didn't want to say hi. <laughs> Tommy's, <laughs> Tommy's on. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and again, I mean, for, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give them a, I'll give them a little plug or whatever, but this would probably fall in great to anybody who's going to the IGL Aegis training, you know, to, to, you know, do the dry ice blasting and then you hit it with the, with the Aegis, um, you know, for protection. So plug. Joel, 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 send check to Alex Roswell at, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to the ages class. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, just curious, you know, what did you think as far as like for using it with the dry ice? Is that a good combo to, you know, do the dry ice and then do that, do the ages? Absolutely. Clean down carriage, you can do that. And then you can have, um, you can upsell, have two packages. You can have a lower line, like a duplicolor, and, or you can have the Aegis as a 15 year coating. Nice. But, but again, with the, 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 uh, the Aegis, you know, you can use it all, all kinds of stuff too. Right. So. Yeah. 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 And I'm, and I'm sure again, cause with the dry ice, again, you can use it on all, on all types of stuff. So it's probably a good hand in hand, you know, combination, um, and I'm yeah, absolutely. And it's mobile too. You know, these, these are on wheels. Uh, they're on four wheels. Um, the small one again that I have for sale is, is 176 pounds, 32 by 28. So two people can pick it up, put it in the back of a, a truck, a van or whatever. Um, my, my cold jet is probably about 250 pounds. I put that in my trailer and just enroll it. So you, you yeah. keep yourself van trailer whatever be mobile with that just again you have to have a compressor yeah it runs 110 so you can plug it right in the wall so you don't need a 220 so no um, that's awesome it's awesome go to different shops with it yeah no no that's killer um let's do one more ad real quick well bird car care started as a compounding experiment then developed into a passion to create a simple effective paint correction system and took years to perfect. Obert created compounds that matched perfectly with pads and created a system to remove the guesswork from paint correction and polishing your vehicle. Go to obertcarcare.com. Don't forget to use the code DSP at checkout to get your free product with purchase. Um, has there... I mean, have you run into anything that dry ice blasting hasn't been able to to do or i mean is it just like it'll do it all <laughs> pretty much um one that's uh bought me it was a uh, 31 rolls royce okay oh. 19 uh i did the undercarriage um but uh it didn't get it all because the older cars have oilers on them so you have 91 years of, of dirt, grease. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just solid. But 
you know, that's, that was a learning experience, but um, it, you can also too uh, hook up the coal jet to another machine, which is called a CO2-150. So you can run, let's say you're doing a body off restoration, you can run in a medium abrasive to and the dry ice at the same time. So you can cut and clean. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's a hundred pound hopper. So then it's a whole nother gun. Right. You run in 90, 95 PSI. So oh, yeah, wow. you, you, you can do um, that type of thing. So the dry, that hits, that cuts, and then the dry ice cleans and kind of and keeps the, uh, the abrasive down as well. Okay. So you can go straight to paint. Oh, wow. Um, kind of equivalent to sandblasting in a way or different. I mean, sand, sand, you can use again, again, the thing with the sand, it, it gets everywhere. It gets in. And once you get it in, like I was mentioned before about the Mustang, you get it in holes and stuff yeah. like that. You're not getting it back out. Gotcha. So the dry ice is a little safer. I gotcha. Um, and then <clears throat> you mentioned earlier about it being minus 109 degrees yeah um so obviously like you said wearing gloves or whatever but what other types of ppe would you you know want to have or wear or whatever to protect yourself or gloves gloves just pretty much about it <laughs> no i mean when i do an undercarriage i use i'll go to home depot and and get a full painter suit um you know you want gloves um you know up to something up to here like rubber gloves and yeah. you put down in there, it will, again, it will burn you. <laughs> um, especially like on the gun, like if you get a little crazy with it and don't realize that your hand's right here and yeah, it will take skin right off and oh. pick up. Like, oh. yeah, I had a big old, right, right, right across here, bleeding like that. Uh, um, it's no joke. Um, you know, uh, again, CO2 takes the oxygen out of the air. So if you have an enclosed area and you have a whole lot of it, it can kill you. Yeah. Uh, uh, like this small office, like if I had a ton of it in here and I shut the door and everything, yeah, it sucked right. the air, sucked the air out of the room. Um, it's just gloves, glasses, um, masks. You can get all this stuff at Home Depot. Yeah. Like a respirator, breather mask kind of thing, or uh, filtered. filtered N95 type of thing. Yeah. You get, you do an undercarriage, you get very, very, very dirty. Yeah. Like a, like a coal mine. Oh wow. So, so, so almost like our our guys and gals who do uh, metal polishing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, I get. So you will, you know, you kind of want to uh, remember that when you charging kind of thing to because i charge a lot because like every single one of these i throw away like they're 13 dollars right. because i trash it um all you get all that that's you're painting you're getting all that dirt that's getting in that so i throw each one of those away right um, you want or you could get a full shield while you're doing that that's what i suggest because again you get dirty or glasses so that's definitely in, uh, a must. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Um, let's run our last ad for the night, and then we'll kind of wrap this up. 
Oh man, can somebody turn that down? Hey, I wanted to tell you how the Detailers Roadmap has increased leads and boosted my website's optimization on Google. The whole process from start to finish was a breeze and the Detailers Roadmap staff was there every step of the way. They have a full team of writers and designers to communicate with during your development. And with the Detailers Roadmap, your site is built to convert and rank high on Google's main page. So go to detailersroadmap.com and start your new site design today. today. <laughs> Dude, seriously, did they, did you still did haven't fixed that? Did I did it? Did I do it? No, because no, uh, Chris messaged me today and said he's he's going to work on a new ad for me to record for him. So hopefully, um, you guys can put it on Chris. Just message Chris, um, Chris at eight bitcreative.com, um, and email Chris and tell him we need a new ad and he'll get on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Eric, I mean, is there anything else we haven't touched on that that maybe you know, you know, you can put information out there on on dry ice blasting and benefits or whatever? Um, we pretty much touched on a lot of things. One, yeah. um, you, you just got to get your hands on it for yeah. sure uh, to really understand it. The the different size guns. There's tons and tons of different types of tips that you can use. You, there's no set way of doing. There's no like a book. Like right. I have to do this undercarriage at this pressure and this pellet size. It's it's basically just like everything else with detailing. You do a test spot and figure it out and add or add or subtract or whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so again, there, there's that. Just getting in there and, and doing it and, and figuring it out. But if there's anybody out there that's, that really is interested, be more than happy to, you know, travel and um, can uh, yeah. do some training. Well, uh, drop your, um, you know, what's the best way for anybody to reach out to you, you know, whether it's social media or reaching out to you, you know, via phone call or text or something like that. How can people get a hold of you if they are interested and then, um, the other thing I wanted to ask you too is, uh, you know, you just kind of said it with traveling or whatever to do training, but do you do training, um, you know, for people, if they're buying a machine, do you, do you offer training? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you're interested in buying a machine, you know, let me know, be more than happy to uh, do some training, um, with you. Uh, you can re reach me on my cell is 301-730-4727. Email is dryiceindy at gmail.com. Facebook is um, Blueprint Restoration. Um, I have a YouTube channel, uh, Detail Envy. I got over 100 videos on there. Um, uh, what else? Um, I'm LinkedIn, uh, Eric Oivik, um, Twitter, uh, TikTok is Detail Envy. Uh, what else? None this in Instagram Blueprint Restorations. I got all kinds of ways. Of, only fans. Uh, oh no. Okay. <laughs> that's my that's my <laughs> night job. We, we've gotten away from asking people about the OnlyFans. We might have to start bringing that back. 
de- de- detailers only. Yeah. Only yeah. detailers. <laughs> yeah. Only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'll also put those in the show notes. I don't know if anybody reads the show notes, but I'll I'll uh, list all of um, the things that Eric just said too in the show notes. Um, listen, Eric, I I appreciate you coming on and doing this um shout out to dan williams for putting us in contact and kind of suggesting um you know us having you on um i i was you know i was excited about doing this one because again i think it's you know becoming a little more popular um in the detailing community and i think a lot of people you know are are curious about it but don't necessarily or don't really understand it yet so i think it was great to have you on to kind of you know, explain everything and, and go over it and, you know, the benefits and whatnot. So hopefully it gives everybody a little bit better information, um, you know, and, and, and opens some different avenues for, for people moving forward to, to, to be able to do some different things there. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely the next, the next big thing for, for sure. And so um, um, there, when I went to the ages class, there was, was the only one with one and uh, but a lot of people are very curious about it so that's awesome man that's awesome well listen everybody um make sure you guys go and like and subscribe and share the podcast um it'd be really great if you know you guys went and left us a a positive review that's um how google or not google (laughs) i mean that's how google works for your website um but that's how anchor and spotify and and um apple itunes and whatnot that's how they they rank us and, and move us up the list. And um, I'd like to be back in that top hundred um, most listened uh, on the automotive side. Um, plus, man, you know, if we're trying to get this bar stool thing, we got to get there. We got to get their uh, attention somehow or another. So climbing up the ranks does that. Um, you gentlemen have a great night. I appreciate um, Eric, you coming on again. Yes. Um, thank you for coming on. Great. Thank enough. you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. All right. You guys have a great night. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.